things you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast, and, well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. Welcome to episode 35 of I Crying Corners. Chotty here, and I just wanted to say that I recorded seven and a half minutes without pressing record, so that was a fun start to this podcast journey. Anyhow, if you're new to the podcast, hola. If you've been here a while, hey friend. Okay, so we're continuing our journey this season with the things that are a thing. If you're just tuning in for the first time, Um, I'm really stoked that you're here because now I get to tell you that I am actually traveling this fall and I'd love to meet you. So uh, go to iCryingCorners.com, look at the calendar, come meet me in real life, high fives, I'll sign a book, you know, whatever, whatever. We can just talk about Jesus and crying in corners and hopefully you're not crying in too many corners. Anyways, I'd love to meet you in real life. So if you guys are out there and you are, I'm going to be in different places in Florida. I'm going out to Vegas, Fort Worth. Um, Where else are we going? Tulsa. Um, yeah, and I'd love to meet you in real life. I'm excited about this next season and all that God is doing. And, um, I'm so thankful for, uh, this journey right now because I feel like God's doing a lot. And especially in this season with the things that are actually a thing, you know, um, last week we kicked off the kingdom things that matter and it's the kingdom things that matter to God. And I feel like they should matter to us. And the first thing I talked about was love. You know, love is the biggest thing as it shapes us as people and it shapes us as believers. It's our greatest guide and Jesus himself was and is love and love is always the goal. I'm going to repeat that because I think it's really important. The greatest guide and uh, the greatest guide to life is Jesus is love and Jesus himself was love, is love and love is always the goal. It's a thing, guys. And today we're going to talk about something also that is a thing that I feel like gets a really bad rap. And if I'm really honest, people don't navigate it well. I know I haven't navigated well in the past. I still struggle with this. And it, and it's it's struggle. I feel like struggle is a thing. It's a real thing in this life. And um, it's a common topic I actually enjoy talking about because it's a common theme in life and in the Bible. The struggle is real from Genesis to the New Testament. And I am obsessed, obsessed with understanding the struggle. I even wrote a book about navigating struggle. And uh, the seasons of struggle, because quite honestly, I haven't done it well always. And um, I know the importance of being able to navigate it well with maturity and with an understanding that is being led of the Holy Spirit. And the truth is the world we're living in, hmm, the world we're living in is so broken. And as a result, what it produces is broken. But thankfully, it's also only producing what is temporal and things that won't last and... uh, the truth is, is that it's if we can navigate struggle with peace, peace lasts because peace is Jesus and Jesus already has the victory and Jesus in and through Jesus, we can be hope and we can be love and we can be peace and um, focus on what uh, lies ahead. I'm going to uh, live in Romans 5 today, guys. Um, I'm going to read Romans 5, 1 through 5, and then I'm just going to jump in. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give you uh, what I felt like the Lord gave me on struggle. I preached an entire message on struggle um, 
last year had had to be less than a year ago and it's on my website it's called the struggle is real you can watch it on youtube or you can just go to my website and um it's all about like all the different ways the enemy attacks us so if you've ever wanted to know how the enemy um attacks you and uh so that you can navigate struggle and be aware of it go listen to that message but i'm gonna take a completely different take on struggle today as i feel this is like a fresh revelation that god has recently given me on it so i'm just gonna give you what i feel like god's given me take some notes I pray it blesses you. Okay, so Romans 5, 1 through 5. I'm going to jump right in. Since we have been acquitted and made right through faith, we're able to experience true and lasting peace with God through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, the liberating king. Jesus leads us into a place of radical grace where we are able to celebrate the hope of experiencing God's glory. And that's not all. We also celebrate in seasons of suffering. Yikes. We also celebrate in seasons of suffering because we know that when we suffer, we develop endurance, which shapes our character. And when our characters are refined, we learn what is it means to hope and anticipate God's goodness. And hope will never fail to satisfy our deepest need because the Holy Spirit that was given to us has flooded our hearts with God's love. This is where somebody's like, okay, I've read this before. What is, I don't understand what you're trying to say. You're supposed to say that we're supposed to like you know, celebrate struggle. Okay, so the struggle's real, right? I need you to know that this is in the deepest part of your bones, because we're here on this earth to be emissaries of Jesus to the earth, and if you don't get struggle, you won't be an emissary of Jesus, you'll be an emissary of struggle. A mirror of love and peace and joy in places that are stormy and dark, that's what we're meant to that's where we're meant to go. And that's what we're meant to do is to be God in these dark places. But if you don't understand struggle and you don't get struggle and you live from a place of struggle, you actually won't be peace or joy or love or any of those things. Um, And again, I know I'm talking about this for the 47th time, but I'm doing it because if we can navigate struggle with love, peace, and joy, we can live out, teach, demonstrate the gospel of the kingdom, the story of Jesus with ease, and more people will encounter Jesus accept Jesus, experience Jesus, experience love. And that's the goal, guys. The goal is love. It's always love. And um, my goal in all of these podcasts is to get you emotionally sound so you can give people more Jesus. That's it. That's the goal of every one of these podcasts. Get emotionally sound, get aware so you can give people more Jesus. Okay, so let's go back to Romans where it says, since we have been acquitted and made right through faith, we're able to experience true and lasting peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one, the liberating one. The first thing, the first thing, if you ever want to navigate struggle, you have to walk in peace. Write that down. If you ever want to navigate struggle with ease, you got to walk in peace. Peace is our first thing, guys. Walking and living in peace in a state of real peace is not easy. But it is possible as peace isn't a person. It's the it I mean, I'm sorry, if peace peace is a person, it's not it's not a feeling, it's not um it's not the absence of busyness, it's not the absence of circumstance. Jesus is peace. In uh Hebrew the word for peace is shalom, completeness, wholeness. It means nothing is missing and nothing is lost. What would your day look like if you walked and responded with that type of confidence that filtered everything through there is nothing missing in your life and there's nothing lost? Because I'm walking with Jesus. It would change things. I guarantee it would change things because it's changed things for me. And not because things don't aren't less crazy, but because I've tried to shift the way I process things. I know what it's like to feel lost. And I know what it's like to be lost. I know what it's like to feel like 
essential things in your life are missing and as a result, not live your life to the fullest. But hmm, what changed for me wasn't all of a sudden all my wants were satisfied or that all my questions were answered. What happened was I recognized my needs and that Jesus had already met all my needs. Yeah. Okay. If you want to walk in peace, you need to recognize what your needs are and that Jesus has already met your needs and not your wants, but your needs. This is one of those things, if you really want to conquer, struggle, and walk, and live in peace, you will have to be have an honest conversation with yourself and talk about what you really want and what you really need. For example, I'm going to use creatives as an example, as this is on the Creative Church uh, Network, and I know that I listen, uh, there's a lot of creative people uh, listening in creative jobs. So creatives, you want more vision. Our jobs would be awesome with more vision, more details, more context. Like let's say you're designing or you're creating and there's a video and you're like, God, you know what would be great? More vision, more details, more context, a better understanding of why you're doing it. But you actually don't need it. It will definitely make your jobs easier, but it's not a must-have. In ministry, you don't actually get a whole lot of details. Uh, most of the time, you'll get, hey, can you make this? This is my idea. Uh, well, do you have any ideas of what you want to do? And the person usually goes, I'll know it when I see it. It's famous. Everyone says it. But there's a story in the Bible about these blind guys. It's in Matthew, and they're yelling for Jesus. And they heard that Jesus was walking by, and they followed him with no vision. They heard him walking by and they followed him with no vision. And as a result, they received their healing. That tells me that most of the time what we, what will make my life easier won't necessarily make my life better. Okay, let's go back. I was just talking about creatives. I just said, hey guys, most of the things that you think you need, you actually don't need. And the reason why you don't need them is because God has given you all these different senses. Sometimes we think we need vision when really we just need Jesus. And usually what will make your life easier won't necessarily make your life better. Guys, we are well equipped to do the job, to live our lives through struggle, not because you have tons of vision, but because who you are following. And just like the blind men in this uh, story, and I think it's Matthew 9, guys, they didn't get their, <laughs> they didn't get their healing because, because of anything else, because they were following. And if you're following Jesus, immersed in his words and in his presence, struggle, which is real and in this world, will not be a problem for you because you're walking as if nothing is missing and nothing is lost. What will make your life easier won't necessarily make your life better. Follow Jesus, follow Jesus, follow Jesus. And you do that from a place of peace. The second thing is it says we all celebrate in seasons of suffering because we know that when su we suffer, we develop endurance, which shapes our characters. And when our characters are refined, we learn what it means to hope and anticipate God's goodness. Okay, second thing you need to navigate struggle if the first one's peace. If you want to navigate struggle, you have to have joy. Okay, some of you were just like, that's stupid, that's stupid, I'm struggling, I'm not going to be joyful. Well, struggle develops endurance, it's a, it's a cardio builder, it shapes our character, it refines us, and if you don't struggle, you don't grow. True story, if you don't struggle, you don't grow. And so, if you want to grow, you got to be okay with the struggle, and you got to find joy in the struggle. I was watching an interview the other day with Gwyneth Paltrow. She's a super famous actress. She's in a lot of different movies. She recently, for you guys that may not be, you know, into movies from the late 90s, early 2000s, she was actually uh, the chick, uh, Iron Man's girlfriend. Okay. 
Uh, you can tell I don't watch those movies. Anyways, so I'm watching an interview with Gwyneth Paltrow the other day, and she's talking about how she won an Oscar at 26. She said that as a result of her Oscar win, people started to take away her obstacles, and finally her father sat her down after months and was like, dude, you're becoming a bit of a butthole. Eh, he didn't really say butthole, but you, you know, whatever. Anyway, she said it really jarred her from her behavior and she became to she began to realize that it was the removing of the obstacles that people began to like take from her. Uh, the more she, the for, more famous she became, the more rich and whatever she became, that the struggles that she no longer had to deal with actually stifled her growth. I think this world is so fast. Everything we want to do is Amazon primed or one click away from us getting a, a quick answer that we really don't know how to wait on anything. And because we don't know how to wait, we don't know how to find joy in the wait. And as a result, we get depressed and sad and lost in the waiting and we lose our joy. But if the obstacles you are facing, you perceive them as something that could eventually make you stronger, can't you find joy in that? That's awesome. Like if I'm functioning in, in a struggle and I'm, I'm working through it and I'm, I have my peace because I know nothing is missing and nothing is lost, I'm not going to let something take my joy. Because the truth is, joy is, is a, is a, uh, what is it, what did I say? I wrote it down somewhere. Oh my gosh. Joy is a byproduct of you spending time with God. In seasons where I find that I'm not happy, in seasons where I feel like I've lost my joy, it's because the truth is, is that it's usually drawn from a thankfulness. It's usually drawn from being in God's presence. And then I usually have to side check myself and be like, God, have I really been in my, the word? Have I been in your presence, God? Because I find that you are my joy. Sidebar, this life is very broken and people are navigating super struggles. So let me just say this. Let me say this. Let me pull back. I know that some people are out there and they, they got serious struggles like abuse, mental illness, um, loss on a grand scale. So I'm not just saying to walk around and be like, I'm going to be happy regardless of what I'm going through. No, that's not what I'm saying. We, I'm saying we as Christians don't have the luxury anymore to be mad at co-workers, sibling positions, or life goals we haven't achieved yet. Because there are people out there, real people, that are really struggling with real things. And if we live in the petty, we become petty. And as a result, we walk this world with no peace, with no joy. And there are people in our lives that really need us to be like Jesus. There are really people out there that need us to love like Jesus. So let's stop being petty. Let's focus on the things that are building us up. Let's focus on the things that are refining us and molding us and making us who God has called us to be. Because this life is a blip on a map of our legacy and we are meant for more. And by more, I mean for eternity. Some of you are just like, Chadi, what do you mean? I mean, the gospel, the whole story of Jesus isn't just so you can live out great 70 plus years and collect things on this earth and then go to heaven. The gospel, the whole story of Jesus is about is not about living 70 plus years, understanding that this life is is just like supposed to be awesome for you. No, 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 no. This whole story of Jesus, everything that has happened, the dying on the cross is really so that you'll understand that this life is a vapor and God is going to use your life to help restore his family, restore people to him so you can help bring people not only to, to an, a knowledge of who God is, but bring heaven to earth. And you do this through the way you walk in peace and the way that you live in joy. Jesus did not die a horrible death, a horrible, unimaginable death for you to go to heaven. He died a horrible, unimaginable death for you to experience heaven on earth. Don't live your life. Just be like, I'll do whatever I want. You know, God will meet me halfway, be a half Christian. 
have half morals, uh, always lose your joy, always find yourself in the struggle because you don't have any peace. When that's not how God called you to live, he called you to live with so much more, which leads me to three. Hope will never fail to satisfy our deepest need because the Holy Spirit that has given us, given to us has flooded our hearts with his love. So the third thing, if the first thing is peace, the second thing is joy. The third thing you need to do to navigate struggle is really just be love. Love. I did an entire podcast last week on the subject, so I won't go too deep into this. But if you really want to navigate real life struggles, you have to walk in peace. You have to live in joy and you got to be love. If you want to la- if you want to navigate struggles, homie, you got to walk in peace, live in joy and be love. And I didn't elaborate on this last week, but I sense I need to say it today as loving people doesn't mean you condone their sin or accept they're broken. It means you walk alongside them and show them Jesus is how you love them. And you kindly, when allowed, speak into their broken parts. Jesus was faced with this throughout his ministry on earth. And the worst of the worst sinner in Jesus' time was a guy named Zacchaeus. And Jesus knew his name. He called him out by name. And he went to his home. And he spoke life over him. And then Jesus just went on his way. And one of your struggles, if one of your struggles in life is dealing with people who aren't living our faith in the same manner you are, don't be discouraged You're not there to preach to people. You're there to love people. You're not called to produce super Christians that meet some religious criteria. You're called to love people that meet the criteria of Jesus. And the only criteria you need to meet Jesus is for him to know your name, invade your home, and speak life over you. Because that's all that it is. Jesus didn't need him to be perfect. He was human. And that humanity, that brokenness made Jesus go, you know what? This dude right here, we're going to be loved to him. Guys, Jesus is not in the business of restoring religion. He's in the business of restoring his family. So in order to do that, we have to be more like Jesus. We got to be able to look at struggle and in the middle of that struggle, walk in peace. And in the middle of that struggle, live in joy. And in the middle of that struggle, we have to be loved because we're running out of time. We're running out of time. People are dying and going to hell and we're screwing around, messing around, not paying paying any attention, fighting with people on Twitter, worrying about our followers on Instagram, trying to make a platform when really what we need to be doing is making an altar and going, God, take my life. God, take my brokenness. God, take all that I am, Lord, and do something with it. Because if you don't do something with it, it won't be worth it. I feel like I'm about to run out of time and I don't want to go over I want to honor your time but last week I broke down first Corinthians 13 which is the love chapter so please go back and listen to episode 34 if you haven't listened to it yet as the chapter that it's it's an amazing chapter on love and I literally went down every single thing about patience and kindness and I talked about what those things look like practically and it's so important that we live those things out because there's Zacchaeus in our life and most of the time as, the, as religion we look at people and we don't love people and we don't accept people but God knows them by name. I, was, I went back to 1 Corinthians 13 and I was reading it. I was reading it on Monday. I was trying to like God how do I... How do I end this, God? I just want people to be able to walk in peace, God. I just want people to be able to be loved and be able to navigate this struggle thing, God, because it's real, but it's not more real than you. And he took me to the ending of 1 Corinthians 13. And it says, when I was a child, I spoke, thought, and reasoned in a childlike way, as we all do. But when I became 
grown. When I became a man, I left my childish ways behind. For now, we can only see a dim and blurry picture of things as when we stare into polished metal. I realize that everything I know is only part of a bigger picture. But one day, when Jesus arrives, we will see clearly face to face. And in that day, I will fully know, just as I have been wholly known by God. But now, faith, hope, and love remain. These three virtues must characterize our lives. For the greatest of these is love. So let's not speak like children. Let's not walk like children through struggle, but like grown-ups, mature believers who can sleep through storms and follow without earthly vision. Guys, let's thrive. Let's be fully known, not by the validation of the world, but by our Father in heaven. Let's be people of peace, people filled to the brim with joy. As we know, struggle is just building us up. It is hmm, chipping away at our need for the things that are easy. And let's just be love. It's all that matters in the end anyway. So, yeah. Walk in peace. Oh, man. Walk in peace, guys. There's nothing missing, nothing lost. Live in joy. It is chipping away and making you everything you're called to be. And let's be love. Let's not be religious. Let's be like Jesus. That's what we're called to be. All right. Well, I hope this helped, guys. The struggle is real. But it's not more real than Jesus. Love you, Louis.